Hey everybody, Economic Ninja here. I hope you're doing great. I am here with Chris Taylor What's from up, guys? Financial Fitness, Financial Prepper, Salt and Pepper. Yeah. Which one is it? Prepper, man. I'm Financial Prepper. People, financial Prepper. Fitness people are not into prepping and finances. And that's what I did, so I had to change the name. That's a good point. And I, I think it's great because you can actually wake the world up, the world that is like getting ready for crazy times, which we think is awesome that people are getting ready, they're prepared, they're not scared, but no then doubt. they actually do something with all those preparations and go out and crush it. Yeah, well, uh, it's kind of like people that are preparing and they're buying food and they're eating the food off the front and when they go to the store, they're replacing it on the back. You're actually consuming the food that you're buying. You just have a surplus of the food you're gonna eat anyway. So they're, oh. they're prepared, right? Exactly, and then they're gonna go make a ton of money. Yeah, I love that. Right. I love those comments. You're gonna do a video here pretty soon about really weird comments and I can't wait to do that. But today we're gonna talk about tourism because guys, for a long time I've been talking to you guys about how uh, when economies start to peak and then they start to crash, we start to see certain things uh, go bye-bye. First thing is subscription services. It's the things that people just don't need in their everyday life that they did it because they enjoy it, like their Netflix subscription or you know all kinds of different subscriptions, magazine subscriptions stuff. But then we move into travel and leisure. And the reason why we're out here right now in Puerto Rico, we've been actually having an awesome time. Puerto Rican people are incredibly friendly, very nice. We have had a great time, but we have noticed something very interesting. So first, let's go over the hotel we're staying at. The hotel, where, what's the name of that thing? Coronado? Well, Coronado Hilton. Yeah. It's not, not the best. And so uh, I'm gonna have to say, what are some things we've noticed about this? And I think it's not only this place, but other places. Uh, the service has not been very good. The services, uh, but the people are nice. The, I hate to really yeah. bash them, but you know, when you, when you go to the bar at the pool, yep. You could wait 30 minutes for something to drink. And the person will literally be just standing there looking at you. <laughs> yeah, they're just not going to come over and They're just not going to come over. They're just watching you. are like, hey, can I get something? They're like, island time. It's, it's hard to find a good employee anywhere, though. It is. It is. But here, we're seeing it's pretty prevalent, right? Now, the reason why I bring it up is because, well, first off, let's start right here. You go and look on a website, and you see a hotel with all these, like this hotel. We've got five restaurants. They have all these photos of the restaurants open, and people are eating their food or, or eating their sushi, and they're just smiling at the camera. Guess what? They're all closed. They're all closed. Why? COVID. That's the, that's the excuse around everything around here. The yeah. ferry's closed. COVID. Well, now I know that Puerto Rico was pretty gnarly when it came to uh, shutting down and all that kind of stuff, right? But to even think that a large company like Hilton would sit there and advertise all these different restaurants, and that's one of the reasons why we picked this. We're like, oh, we're here with the families. It's easier, you know, if, we're, if you know someone's tired and up napping, we want to go get something to eat, we're here, right? But they sit there and they go, they're closed. Like every restaurant, and the only restaurant, the one that's open, it's not even open all day, huh? Yeah, they closed at lunchtime. <laughs> I don't understand that. It's a, it's a Puerto Rican thing. I don't know. They don't stay open for lunch. That's really strange to have a restaurant that serves gringos that's yeah. not open for lunch. <clears throat> well, tell them about the pina coladas, because this is a really good point. And I want people to understand, this is how you start to see hotels shutting down, restaurants shutting down. Well, before we go to the pina coladas, there's actually a couple things that happened. They had the hurricane that just about wiped this thing off the mm -hmm. planet. So they were trying to recover from that, and then they had the woohoo bat flu that came through. Yep. So they, you know, that was a lot of downward pressure on them. And now, you know, we're coming up on the downturn. I'm curious to see what this place is going to look like. There might be a whole lot of investment opportunities here. That's a good point. Uh, anyway, the Penny Colada story. Yeah. So there was a restaurant that came up, the bar, whatever, downtown San Juan, came up with the Penny Colada supposedly. 
in and like we, 1944 is the first place supposedly it made the pina colada. So we, like, we oh, want to go check, check out. out, you know, how cool that was. Yeah. They could not serve them fast enough. They had people waiting in line that it had one person that was just moving real slow, laissez-faire, just kind of, okay, here you go. When they could have had somebody making them, handing them to another person that was running them to the street. Well, what's crazy about this situation, and it sounds funny, it's not like we're complaining. It's it's just like with the things we notice, right? Because there's there's certain things in life you can't change. I can't walk into this hotel and just open up their restaurants. I'm not going to go down there and just make their pina coladas. But in this situation, you've got to think about um, where this company is going financially. They're so busy making pina coladas, they actually have like five of those pina colada machines, right? And all you do is you put in your rum and you dump in the pina colada mix and throw a cherry on top. Literally, that's it, right? There's a line for this place because they're so well known for it um, just for people that want to stop by and grab one. But they do not have somebody there to just make them and hand them to you as fast as they can. And what we noticed was people getting frustrated and walking out of line. And it's like, there's a sale gone, there's a sale gone. And you're literally like, $7, $7, $7. And you're watching this and you're going, why wouldn't they just have someone? And every time we were there, there was a line. It would, like, you go, okay, I'm losing seven bucks every, let's say, five minutes, 10 minutes. And a frustrated person at that, so they probably won't come back and eat at your restaurant. Right. And now they're, what is it? They're, they're for what you'd pay someone. Isn't that insane on per hour basis? Uh, it's, it was crazy to me. It, but it's been like that almost everywhere. I mean, it's, exactly. It's that's just the one. efficiency's not there. Now I get that there's different cultures, and and I totally get that. Like there's places that have siestas, like in Spain, where they close down for lunchtime. That's totally cool. But when we're talking about economics and cycles, this country right here is majorly dependent on tourism. And when you think about it, especially when uh, that hurricane went through and wiped everything out, right? You first off a bunch of your competition was wiped out. Right. Sad, but true, right? Yeah. But I think some people get to the effect like, hey, we are the only ones on the block. These are our pina coladas. You're gonna line up and wait for them. But you're like, at, at a certain point too, if you're losing business, you don't have that much more money to deal with this hyperinflation that's already starting. And to say yeah. inflation in Puerto Rico, everything's about 40% more, wouldn't you oh, say? Oh yeah, no doubt. Which I've never been here. I guess it's everywhere, though. Is it not 30 or 40% more? Everywhere? Well, no, just flying in, like, just reading up on Puerto Rico, just the cost. Oh, so I'll give you a little bit of fun fact. Um, when the U.S. took over Puerto Rico, one of the deals were is that, like, with vehicles or anything that comes from another country, like Japan or China, it has to actually go to the U.S. first. And then the people here have to buy it. Um, like, the car dealerships and stuff have to buy it from America. And there's another markup on top of that. We were talking to an Uber driver had a brand new, um, well, about a two-year-old, beautiful forerunner. And we asked her how much it cost, and she goes, before all this started, it cost, was it 60, 60,000 for this? Now it's about 80,000, almost $90,000 for this car yeah, because of the additional markup. And I'm going, man, do you make a good living? Now this was interesting too. Do you make a good living as an Uber driver? And she goes, I do, She'll, but I'm a professional basketball player. Yeah. <laughs> and she plays in the Europe's professional women's basketball league. It was super cool to yeah. talk to her. Yeah. Um, but she does Ubers on the side, and it's like, how do you make a profit? Well, it's because everything costs more. And at a certain point, you think about this, people are choosing to come to your country or another one because of cost. After a while, what's gonna happen? Yeah, people are not gonna go. Yeah, so it does blow Demand me away. Demand destruction, the same thing that's gonna happen to diesel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The cure for high prices is high prices. Now, with that being said, Chris, what do you think, do you think, I mean, after what we've seen with this hotel, I mean, obviously, would you ever come back to a hotel like that that says they've got five restaurants but none of them are open? Uh, no, absolutely not. I, 
and they, they actually asked me for a review and I'm gonna give them a very thorough review because I, if it was me, just like I respect you guys' comments when you leave them on my channel, hey, you know, I like, you know, constructive criticism is awesome. It's really hard to get. Yeah. Uh, you know, if it's good or bad, I want both of them. Yeah. But I'm gonna give them some really solid things they could do. Restaurants, closing the pool at eight o'clock on the weekend was really strange. You know, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's, it's kind of one thing after another. Uh, have to walk down the stairs to get water. There's a lot of bad things they can do, but there's also some good things. They keep the grounds really nice. Yeah, uh, beautiful snorkeling area back here. We were oh, snorkeling yeah, we're there gonna today. Snorkeling we're going snorkeling right after this. Yep. But yeah, I just want to say that because it's those little efficiencies that what's happening, that's what leads companies to closing their doors, shutting their doors down, because they're not paying attention to the needs of their, their clients or customers. And then they're not also paying attention to the needs of their employees. We see that a lot too, where companies will lose all their employees either through a strike or just a mass quitting, or they're just having so much turnover, they, their HR department can't keep up with it because they're not thinking about the needs of those around them, who they serve, their employees and their customers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Awesome, man. Well, if you guys haven't seen Chris at Financial Prepper, go and check out his channel. It's an awesome channel. We've been friends now for, it's been a year now. One year. Yeah, yeah. started a YouTube channel and, and and it's been just growing like crazy. Yeah, you know, a lot of you know, we met in Miami and uh, I wanted to I wanted to help people get ready because, you know, when you start seeing things like Bitcoin and, and the virus and all these things coming and you're trying to warn people and nobody's listening around, you cannot be a prophet in your own town and you can reach people that are watching us now. You know, we can, resonate with somebody oh yeah and i was able to resonate with a lot of people that are are like-minded and it's really growing it's really awesome and i think everybody that's come over to check me out it's really been a, a blessing to get to know you know you guys and get in the comments because the people that are subscribed to our channels are in the comments and they're in the most awesome like-minded people you've ever met i mean it's it's really amazing uh to just know you guys and get to know you further. I have people I visit with on a daily basis in the comments. Section. Oh, it's been crazy just walking around Puerto Rico. People recognizing us from the channels. Yeah. Just blowing really, us away. It's really cool. It's it, just... You never know who you're going to meet in the line for a pina colada. I'll tell you that and much. And you know, if they're watching us, there's like a 99% chance they're going to be awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah. Everybody's you know. awesome. Yeah. This is awesome. Well guys, with that being said, I thank you so much. And on behalf of uh, Chris Taylor and the Economic Ninja, what, whoa, I forgot my sign out. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I'm the Economic Ninja. I'm out. Is that it? I gotta screwed that one up. How about this? Have an awesome, awesome day. Let's let's go with him. <laughs> All right, guys. Later, guys. Later.